Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. exciting episode of the Mike Minister Hour. I am your host as always, the Mike Minister, and you know as always, I count it a blessing, I count it a privilege, I count it a joy, and most of all, I count it an honor to be with you yet again on another exciting chapter in this beautiful journey as we get closer to God, as we get closer to understanding his word, get better with understanding ourselves, understanding one another, and you know we're doing that not just to sit on it, we're doing that so we can be better for God, be better to one another, build up each other more, build up ourselves more, build up those that don't know who they are more. We thank God for another blessed, beautiful day that he has allowed us to see. We thank God for his grace and mercy. We thank God for his love. We thank God for his protection. We thank God for his forgiveness. There are so many things, countless things that we can thank God for. I don't have enough time in today. I don't have enough time in my life. That's how good God has been. And we started thanking him and we really started looking at the things he's blessed us with, thinking of the things that he's kept us from, brought us back from, we really wouldn't have time to complain. We would be too busy thanking him, too busy praising him. That's why in the word, I believe part of the reason why it says my mind stays on him. I'm at perfect peace to keep my mind on him. How could I be thinking about God and not be peaceful? How can I be thinking about God and not feel like everything is going to turn out all right? How can I be thinking about God and not have the faith and the trust that I'm going to be fine? That's why. That's why. We not only supposed to study to show ourselves approved so we can divide the word and bring it to God's people. We need to study and understand what God has meant in our life. Study what God has done for you. Study how, and, and the way to study that is to go back and look. Go back and really think about it. Meditate. Just like how we meditate on how somebody told us off and we hold on to that, how we hold on to that hurt. Why are we not holding on to the goodness of God? Why are we not determined to think about the things that God has brought us out of? We thank God on today. I pray that this episode reaches you in good spirits. If you're not in good spirits, I encourage you to turn it over to God. Talk to your fellow man. If there just got to be somebody that you can talk to. Of course, we take all our things to God, but in, on, on earth, I know there's someone that you can talk to. Someone you could just sit and, and even if you don't want to talk about your innermost problems, somebody you could talk and have a laugh with, a joke with, watch a movie with, something. Sometimes 
getting outside of what we're going through is what help us get through what we're going through. Sometimes sitting that thing down for a minute, if it's been beating you up, got you way down, you might just need to take a break for a minute. In a fight where they get paid millions of dollars, they make sure every three minutes they take a break. They force you to take a break. It's no if, answer, buts. Don't care how much you was fighting. Don't care how hard you was fighting in the middle of that fight. When that bell rang, you about to take a break. So you could be about to get beat down and that bell rang. You got to take a break. You could be about to win and that bell could ring and you got to take a break. So no matter which end you're on, sometimes you got to take a break to regroup because if you were winning, you want to maximize on that winning formula. And if you were losing, then you want to start seeing what it is you can do better to get to the winning side. But at the end of the day, no matter what's going on, sometimes we got to step back and take a moment to either be thankful, to regroup, to, to be apologetic, whatever it is, but make sure you take that time. So we thank God on today for giving us that time, allowing us to have that time, because even when we mess up sometimes, God gives us enough opportunity to make it better. So we thank God for all that he's doing. We thank God for each and every one of you that tune in, that like, that share, that subscribe. I hope that you continue to do those things. As always, I like to give a shout out to the different platforms, you know, iTunes, iHeart, CastBox, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Jio Saving, Spreaker.com, the Defy Life Podcast Network. This is, allow us to bring forth this just this encouragement to God's people because that's what we need. We need encouragement. We need to be here for one another. We need to show each other that we can make it, that it's okay. We might have things that go on, but understand it as long as we got God, as long as God is on our side, as long as we don't turn away from who is on our side, that we'll be okay. We'll have everything that we need. There's times we'll have overflow and we can help others. So we thank God because without him, without God, we have nothing. Without God, we have nothing. And I don't know about you, but we've all know, uh, we've all said we know what it is to come from nothing, to have nothing. So understanding that if you don't, if you didn't like that feeling of coming from nothing, you didn't like it when you didn't have anything. I, I, I didn't have anything coming out. I, you don't know what it's like. I didn't have, we didn't have anything. But understand, without God, that's that's how you're living your life. The difference is when we were younger and we had things going on in our homes with our parents stuff like that, we had no control. But at this point of our life, whatever we're doing, if we decide not to be with God, we're deciding to have nothing. When I talk about the mirages of items that you have, those things, those worldly possessions that you cannot take with you, that some people might steal from you or you might lose on your own or aren't even appreciate. I'm talking about that love and everything that comes with having God. If you don't have that, you just have a bunch of mirages. You have fake joy, fake hope, fake fake happiness without God. But, oh, how sweet it is when we know and that we channel and make sure that we allow it to really overtake us and allow God to really pour into us and be willing vessels for him. We thank God for that opportunity. We thank God that even when we wasn't thinking about him, when we turned our back, when we were disobedient, that he didn't forget about us, that he didn't stop loving us. Even when we didn't love ourselves, God still loved us. And we thank God we cherish him, we reverence in him for who he is and what he is in our life. Now, I want to talk to you on today. And it's not that I'm going, not going to cover the sort of things that I want to cover, but I, what I want to talk about to you on today, I want to come to you as a, you know, in life, we 
want people to agree with us. We want people to be on our side. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with having people that are in your corner. Or as we say these days, we're looking for our tribe. There's nothing wrong with that. But along with that, what you never want or what you should never desire to have is a bunch of people around you that's just going to make you feel good about what you're doing. If you're doing wrong, that is. Now, if you're doing something good, yes, they should encourage you. I'm not talking about that aspect, but I'm saying somebody, you should have at least a couple of people around you that's going to be honest with you at all times. In Proverbs, it says iron sharpens iron. So we have to make sure that we have people around us and you should you should want to have people around you that's going to challenge you to be better than what you are now. So in my life, I used to, I mean, and honestly, we're all human. We all really don't like when people tell us stuff. We don't like when, as they say, check us and stuff like that. Now, if you're a person that, that likes to encourage people and let them know either way now, you can let somebody know and encourage them in the right way. I'll, I'll be the iron as sharp as the iron. But we have to make sure that we're doing it the right way. Make sure that the way that we present it, the way that we go to talk to people, we have to make sure that we're talking to people like how we would want to be spoken to. So I'm saying that because today what I want to talk to God's people about is, is a is sort of an iron, not sort of, it's an iron sharpening iron type of topic. So I understand who I am. I understand what I bring to the table. I understand that I'm a powerful speaking, speaking person. My voice is very commanding. And I've learned that a lot of times in my life, even to this day, just a couple of days ago, I went into the store. I was going to get me an icy or something and I went up to the counter and I, and I just said, good afternoon. But my voice projects to where it made the lady jump. And she looked and she's like, your voice does not fit your body. I'm like, well, what am what, I supposed to be like seven foot tall or whatever? What, I don't understand, but I understand, I, I'm used to having that happen. Even people that know me and hear me talk, sometimes I come into a room and I speak. My voice is to the point where it makes people, it kind of makes them jump. Now, I'll be honest, truth moment. Sometimes I do it just to be funny. Sometimes I do it because I know I have that. Now, it's funny, it's a little inside joke with me, but nevertheless, I'm saying all that to say, the, the way I'm going to speak in this episode is, is going to sound as if I'm being facetious. And to a degree, I am. But not only that, I'm so passionate about what I'm talking about. When I was going through it and talking to the Lord, I realized that if I delivered it with the passion I feel about it, that it can be easily mistaken for me fussing. And I would hate for anyone to be listening. It could be a first-time listener. It could be someone who listens all the time. But I would hate for them to get caught up in the emotion of what I'm saying and miss the context and the content of what I'm saying because what I'm saying is important. So I have to be mindful how I say it. Now I want you to take this example with you in your in your walk and when we're speaking, not only to our friends, but the people when we're speaking to authoritative figures, even our children sometimes, that we watch the way we bring forth the information, it may make it more acceptable. It may not always make it more acceptable, but at least trying to. So with that being said, let's Let's keep walking down the street, shall we? So in life, we are out here, and I say we collectively. We don't all do this, but we all fall in this place 
or fall somewhere in the line or close to the line or we've been in the line or whatever. But even if we're not in this place right now, we need to be mindful because we can really get there without a problem. So I say we again, we are going through life and we're looking around and we're, we're looking and we're, we're reevaluating where we're at. And we're just out here saying we're going to live our best life. We're going to cut people off that's not feeding into my life. We're going to do everything that we need to do. It's about me. In some cases, we are out here wanting everybody to see what we got going on. We talking about how the people hating on us and we don't care about them. And we only care about what we think and all this stuff. And we, 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 we. So we're out here doing all these things. But the truth of the matter is, and the question I want to pose is, so we're just going to act like, and let me add this before I ask the question. The other thing that we're doing, we're acting like we're so lost. We're so, so beaten down that we, we just can't get a break and we, we don't know what to do. So my question is, so we're just going to be out here acting like God ain't our source? Oh, really? So I ask again. Oh, really? That's my topic for today. For these questions that I'm, I'm going to pose. Oh, really? So we're going to act like God ain't our redeemer. Oh, really? We're going to act like God didn't send his only begotten son to die for our sins, to give us second, third, fourth, fifth chances in order to get this thing right. Oh, really? We're going to act like whatever we do is going to pick. Like how sometimes we'll say, well, I prayed such and such, and now God did it for you. Like we're the only ones who got here. Oh, really? So again, I'm going to sound a little facetious and because I'm being facetious. But the truth is, when we ask these questions, oh, we're out here acting like God is not who we need to turn to. And God is not who we need to be listening to like God does not exist. I turn to you and I ask, oh, really? First scripture I would like to look at. Ephesians, second chapter, eighth verse. And it says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So, question. So we're going to be out here acting like it's the stuff that we do, that we so good, that we've been so great, that we made up for them sins and all that bad stuff that we did, that that's why that we have been saved, that is that we are the reasons that we are saved? Oh, really? It ain't by the grace of God that God loved you so much, loved me so much, gave his son, like I just said a few minutes ago, to die for our sins. Because the truth of the matter is, if, if God judged us rightly by how we acted, none of us would probably be here. So the next time we want to be out here acting like, oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself first. The next time we want to be out here acting like, well, well, you know, I don't bother nobody. I'm better than what I used to be, but I'm not quite where I need to be. Oh, Really? So that's going to get you into heaven. That's, that's, what, that's what's making God proud. You really think that God needs you to pray? You really think God needs you to help the needy? God, God requires those things of us because we're supposed to help our fellow man. Why should we help our fellow man? Did not God help us? Did not God save us? You really think that, that reading that scripture in church or giving that word or even me giving this podcast is what saved me from the stuff I used to do? Oh, really? You really think? It's like that. Well, if that's the case, I could just go out here and sin all I want. And then, hey, guess what? I'll go feed the needy on Saturday. I'll read to the kids in school. If it wasn't for the grace of God, the love of God that covers a multitude of sins. That's why it says in the word, love covers a multitude of sins. If it wasn't for the love of God 
sending his son to cover the multitude of sins that we have committed, we wouldn't be here. So the next time we think it's us and we doing so good and we so holier and thou and because I pray seven times a day and I can re recite all the scriptures in the Bible. Oh, really? That's why you saved. That is not why you saved. I'm not telling you that those things that you're doing are not good. What I'm telling you is if you think that you could just do yourself or do these good things and all these good deeds to get into heaven, oh, really? You need to read your word a little more. Second Corinthians, the 12th chapter and the ninth verse. And part of this is Jesus talking. And he said unto me, and this is what Jesus speaks, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So, so you really think it's your strength that's getting you through those situations? You really think it was your strength that keep you from losing your mind from all those years of hurt and turmoil? You really think it was you that was holding it down, that kept the family, that made sure you could rob Peter to pay Paul to do that? You really think, oh, really? So when you was ready to give up and you said to yourself, you know, it was something that kept me here. I was about to lose my mind. You was about to lose your mind. How could you help you if you was about to lose your mind? Who was too, who, you wasn't talking to anybody. Wasn't it God's strength that kept you from going over the edge? He said in the word that his strength is made perfect in weakness. So it's not our strength. If you think it's your strength, you think it's your strength that kept you out of the crazy house? You think it's your strength that kept you when you had suicidal thoughts? Your strength is what got you there. So when you say it was your strength that brought you out, oh, really? It was God's strength. It was Jesus' strength. Because in your weakness, did he allow his strength to come in so that Christ may rest upon me? So let's stop acting like, let's, now, when we talk about the bad times that we come through. Let's stop acting like we brought ourselves out. Stop acting like you brought yourself out because the truth is, if we was really out of that place, when we see those people, we wouldn't still have emotional problems. We wouldn't still be having triggers that if somebody new does something that reminds us of the old person, that it makes us act a certain way that we should not be acting because if our strength was right, then we would have already had this fixed. But it's until we give it to God in our weakness and admit that we're weak, that God's strength, Christ's strength could come on us, rest on us and make us strong enough to get from those places. That's why when you hear people testify, they're testifying about what God brought them from. So it wasn't my strength. It was the hand of God. It was the strength of God. It was the love of God that kept me even when I didn't love myself. So it wasn't, you think it was my strength? Oh, really? Hmm. Psalms, the 55th chapter and the 22nd verse. And it says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. So we're going to act like we don't need God to help carry our burdens. Oh, really? So you really think these burdens that had you ever since you've been five, you're 45 now, 40 years you've been carrying burdens, burdens on top of burdens, people leaving, all that going. You really think you could carry that by yourself? Matter of fact, if we carry an encyclopedia or a dictionary for that, phone book, whatever you want to use, we carry that around. Try carrying that around in your arms and hold your arms out, put it in your hand, walk around about five minutes, see how long before your arms get tired. 
That's a burden. We always say we're in this place now where we're saying we're not carrying more weight than we should we should carry. But the truth is, what we're doing is cutting off new weight. Or we're saying we're not going to let new weight get in. But have you taken care of the weight, the burdens that you're carrying around now? You know why you still have those burdens? Because you didn't cast them to the Lord. We're walking around acting like we're okay. People are smiling. People are joking. Going out to places, pretending to have a good time, but they're burdened down. People are going into church, praising, praising worship, screaming out to the Lord, but burdened down. Just won't cast their burden on the Lord. It's one thing to be in the world and you won't cast your burdens on the Lord, but it's another thing to be in the church, hear about the word, hear the testimonies, and you still won't cast your burdens on the Lord. Do you really think that you carrying them burdens make God proud? Do you really think that carrying them burdens make God look at you like, look, that's a strong soldier. Oh, really? He said, cast the burdens on him. So if you're still carrying your burdens, if you're still not casting your burdens on God, that means you're being disobedient. Do you think your disobedience is going to help your burdens? Oh, really? I think not. So let's stop acting like we don't need God to help us carry these burdens. It wasn't like God said, oh, my goodness, bring me your burdens because you're being hard-headed. He said, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. The reason why we're not being sustained and carrying these burdens is because we're the ones carrying them. When we cast them where he says, then we'll be freed. It didn't say he didn't say that the burden was just going to disappear, disappear. He said he'll sustain thee. So whatever that burden is, while you're working through it, guess what? God is going to sustain you. So if you think that you're quote unquote sustaining right now and you haven't cast it to God, oh really? No, you're fooling yourself. But first Peter, I'm going to follow it up with first Peter five and seven. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because he even brought it back. God brings certain things back to us because he's trying. he's pleading with us. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So we're going to act like there's somebody on earth, including ourselves, that loves us and cares for us more than God? Oh, really? Name it. Now wait. Matter of fact, cut the music. You can't name me anyone. You don't care about yourself. I don't care about myself more than God does. So surely, if I don't care enough about myself that walk around with me 24-7, 365, good, bad, no matter, hungry, whatever, and I don't love myself more than God does, how do you think somebody else will? Half of us is walking around and we don't love ourselves expecting somebody else to love us, but we don't know what that even looks like. So you think you know what love is? Oh, really? Hmm. 
cast all your care on him. He careth for you. So that means even when we wasn't caring for ourselves, he still cared for us. And that's why we should not neglect the relationship that we can have with him. Next scripture, Proverbs, third chapter, fifth and the sixth verse. Very familiar, very familiar scripture. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So we just gonna be out here acting like we done put ourselves on crazy paths that we ain't going the wrong direction, that we out here and we done got lost in the desert and we don't need God to direct us. Oh, really? So we gonna act like we done made bad choices. We done leaned our own understanding. We done seen certain situations that we looked at it out of our hurt or out of our insecurities and then find out that the situation was wrong instead of going to God and allow God to direct our past. Oh, really? We're going to act like that don't happen. So we're we going to be out here acting like we get everything right. Like we always think in the right way. Oh, really? Let's be honest with one another. You can't trust your mind. Your mind is filled with past hurt. Your mind is filled with what you think according to how you was raised, according to how you perceive things. And that perception is based off of your feelings. You can't trust because you're not being biased. You're, matter of fact, you're not being unbiased. You're biased in your way of looking at things because we tend to look at things on how it affects us or how it makes us feel, not on how it pertains to everyone involved. Because the truth of the matter is we only care about everyone involved if we like everyone that's involved. If we are not on the same page with everybody involved, we're not caring about their feelings on the same wavelength that we should. So we're not leaning to the right understanding. But if we do in all our ways, not some, not the ones that we tried and we, we, we didn't get it to work the right way or not the ones that, you know, we not sure I'm going to give this to the Lord. This might be too hard for me. In all our ways, acknowledge him. So you really think, you really think that you could go through life and not acknowledge God and just go on this world and in and, and no time in your life you're going to need God? Oh, really? You ain't never going to need God to direct you? Oh, really? Man, I don't want to know what that life is like because I've tried that life before and I'm going to tell you what, it didn't work. Next scripture I would like us to look at is 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter in the 13th verse, excuse my little sniffle on that right there. You know, sometimes the weather change makes you sniffle a little bit. I'm good and all that, but I just had to get that in. But as I said, you know, a little bit of weather change, but we're okay. Next scripture, as I said, 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, 13th verse. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So we're going to be out here acting like we don't need God to help us in those times we fall in temptation. Oh, really? So we're going to act like we can trust ourselves to be tempted and be the ones to pull us back from the temptation. Oh, really? Well, I tell you what, you're going to fail if you're trusting in yourself 
<laughs> now the word said there is no temptation that is not common to man which in other words the things that are tempting us are things that have tempted people before us if you're lustful with the eyes if you're lustful with your body this read the bible read the bible there's been cities destroyed because of that if you have a lust for money read the bible there's a lot of that look look around look around a lust for wanting to a temptation i'll say temptation you have a temptation you're tempted to, to want all the attention on you don't we see a lot of that you're tempted to talk about people don't you see a lot of that we're tempted to just debate and disagree with people all the time for no apparent reason. We just wake up and want to find a reason why what you're doing is wrong and what I'm doing is right. The funny thing is, especially in the church arena, we have a lot of YouTube channels being made. And I've talked about this before, and I don't have a problem with you, you speaking. If you see there's a ministry or there's a following and they're, they're leading people away from God. Now, yes, we should speak out on that. What I'm saying is, I, I use this podcast as a as a medium, as a forum to bring forth information to let you know how to get closer to God. If you get closer to God, you will activate the spirit and the spirit will help you discern what you should and should not be listening to. It will convict you. It will quicken you. But if you're just listening to me and I'm telling you what to listen to or what not to listen to, how do you know when I'm not around what you should be doing? So I'm encouraging people to have a relationship with God. I'm not saying that you should. If I see something that's wrong and it's against God, yeah, I'm going to call it out. But what I'm not about to do is spend my every waking moment to look for something wrong with T.D. Jakes. Look for something wrong with Steve Ferkman. Look for something wrong with Todd, Michael Todd. I don't know those people. I don't know their relationship with God. What I know is my relationship with God and what God has told me to give to his people. Now, if I see one of them doing something that's wrong and it needs to be addressed, yes, I'll talk about it. But to be honest, I'm not nitpicking with them because right now my work is get the word out get people to understand having a relationship with God. So you think I'm going to go against God? You you really think I'm going to be tempted to go against what God has instructed me to do? Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm not. But understand also, we can't say when we're tempted or we fall to our temptation that God forsook us. You mean to tell me God can put in his word who cannot lie? And will not let his word come back void. He's going to tell you in the word that even in the temptation, he's going to give you a way out so that you may be able to bear it. And he's going to leave you out there in the cold. Oh, really? You mean to tell me, again, if we're falling from temptation and we keep falling for these temptations, it's because we're not turning to God. We're not allowing God to. And, and the funny thing is, let me let me say we're not turning to God. Sometimes we're ignoring God because sometimes God will sin send you somebody that you would think or look at and be like, you ever been somewhere or been to a party and you had a drunk come up to you and tell you, man, you shouldn't be here? You think that you think that drunk was drinking and that and that mad dog 2020 hit him and say, hey man, go tell this brother something godly. Oh, really? Who you think put that word in that person's mouth? So again, God will always give you a way, but sometimes we just ain't paying attention. So when he gives us a way, first, first and foremost, let's work on God not having to give us a way out. Let's work on those things that tempt us. We know what tempt us. Don't put yourself around things that tempt you and watch those things that are tempting you. Now, again, we got to turn it over to God. We got to, those are the things that we should be talking to God. Stop talking to God about shut their mouth. I wish they stopped talking to me. Why don't you tell God to help you to stop being tempted about talking back? That's what I'm saying. Hebrews, fourth chapter, 16 verse. 
Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So we're going to be out here acting like we ain't got to pray like our lives and souls depended on it. Oh, really? Matter of fact, let me take it a step down. So we're going to be out here acting like we don't need to have a prayer life. Oh, really? Well, let me say this. Prayer is the open communication line with God. If you're not praying, that means you're not communicating with God, which means your relationship is not going to get where it needs to be. So you think you could get in a deep relationship with God without praying? Oh, really? And it says in the word, let us therefore come boldly, boldly. Now, let me put that disclaimer out there for boldness. When it says boldness, I'm boldly coming to God, confessing my sins. I'm boldly coming to God and asking for his guidance. I'm boldly coming to God because I know he's my source. That's like when you go, for those who went to college, when you got that student, that financial aid, and you know you had that check and you was waiting on that check to come back, that money to come back, you know, get your books, get your food, clothes, whatever you was going to use it on. You went in there boldly because you knew that something was there for you. You went in there boldly. Hey, can I speak to who I need to speak to to get what I need to get? You didn't go disrespectful, but you went boldly. Now, the difference is if you went in there, you're like, oh, oh, I got the slap to get my check. They all owe me my money. Now, that's not boldly. That's disrespectful. The words that come boldly. So when I cry out to God, I'm not going to God, hey, God. Hey, God, can you come talk to me for a minute? No. No, I've been out here doing wrong. I've been out here in my time. I need God. I need I need God to hear me. I need God to, I need to be talking. I need to be coming so bold. Like, whatever God is doing, he's like, man, I got to, I got to listen to this brother right here. He calling my name like he need me. So when we come boldly, we come with the confidence that we know we are coming to our Father. When we come boldly, we come knowing that God has the answer. You mean to tell me, we could talk boldly about that overtime that we're needing or that we are owed or when they don't put that cheese on your dollar cheeseburger and you talking boldly about what they said they was going to do. And we can't go to God with confidence that he's going to do what he said he was going to do. Oh, really? Hmm. Stop allowing the devil to fool you and thinking that you've done too much. Stop allowing people to make you think that you ain't got to pray like that. How do they know? Matter of fact, you think they're showing you how they pray all the time? Oh, really? Huh. Some people don't want you to outpray them. And they will try to discourage your prayer life because they feel your prayer life is stronger than theirs. The sad thing is, instead of them just trying to come along with you and see what is it that's going on to make you pray so boldly to God, maybe it's the relationship. Hmm. Something to think about. The last scripture I want to leave you with today. Romans. 16th chapter in the 20th verse. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So, we don't want to escape the wiles of the enemy? Oh, really? We don't want, after all as we say the hell we've been through in life, how the people left, how the people talked about us, how they did us wrong, how we was left for dead, how we was walked on like a doormat, how nobody loved us. You mean to tell me we don't want God to bruise Satan under our feet? 
Oh, really? But you mean to tell me in order to get that, you won't allow God in? Allow him to love you, to change you into a new person, to get you out of worrying about these things in the world? Worrying about how people are leaving when you know that he has your back at all times? We want to let God not be in our life? We want to not allow God in? Oh, really? But let me ask you this. So you thinking not letting God in? You mean the devil's going to be so happy that you turn away from God that he's going to say, you know what, instead of kill, stealing, or destroying you, like I told you I was going to do, I'm going to change my mind, and I'm going to love you, and I'm going to build you up, and I'm going to give you those things I promised you, but I couldn't really give you anyway, and I'm going to protect you from all the wiles of what I'm sending to you, and I'm going to protect you from the hurt, and I'm going to protect you from the pain, I'm going to protect you from the past thoughts, the things that I'm bothering you with now, because you gave up on God. Oh, Really? The truth of the matter is, we are out here running away from the source, finding excuses to not fellowship with those who are like-minded and in Christ. We are out here making reasons for why we can't build a relationship with the person that we need to have the ultimate relationship with. We are crying out for things to change, but we won't go to the person that will make the change. We are asking God to do things, but we won't do what he asks us. It is a two-way street. The truth of the matter is it's a one-way street because God already did what he was supposed to do. We need to be making a street to him. But if we think that we can go through life and not do the things that are required, not come to God the way that he needs, not let him in, not forgive people, not forgive ourselves, not allow God to forgive us by confessing our sins, and we think we're going to make it, my question to you is, oh, really? We thank God. For his word, we thank God for understanding that we cannot fool ourselves when it comes to this walk with God. We cannot lie to ourselves when it comes to this walk with God. But we will be shortchanging ourselves if we don't make sure each and every one of us have our own personal walk with God. I pray that something was said today. I pray a question was posed. That makes you wonder, are we looking at things the right way? And if we're not, we need to change it. Because the devil is looking and saying to us, you think halfway stepping in is going to get you in? You think that half singing or half giving your life to God is going to help you when I come on to you? Oh, really? And I promise you, he's going to give you double trouble for even thinking about loving God. So if you're going to give God a chance, don't halfway do it. Don't one for do it. Don't do it just when you need it. Do it all the way because you always want to be protected. You always want to be loved. You always want to be kept. But the only way to get to always is always being with God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you again for just your love, your mercy, your grace, Father, your forgiveness, everything that you're doing in our lives, Father. Even if it's something that you're working behind the scenes that has yet to manifest manifest in the open, we still thank you because that means you're working on our behalf. That means that we won't get weary and well-doing. That means that we're holding on to the promise and we can still stand on your word. Lord, we ask your forgiveness on today for any sin that we've done against you, any sin we've done against our brother or sister, any sin we've done against ourselves. But on today, God, we are asking, God, that we change our minds, change our outlook, allow ourselves to get closer to you, allow our minds, our hearts, our thought patterns, our spirits to be deeper in you, that we do not take for granted who you are in our life, that we do not take for granted having a relationship with you, that we do not take for granted having a relationship with one another that is godly-centered. 
We thank you for our children, our grandchildren, our aunts, our uncles, our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, our cousins, our, just everyone, Father, our extended families. I ask that you continue to touch those in flood areas, those affected by hurricanes and tornadoes, those who are affected by false doctrine, that you start protecting your sheep, Father, that the true word come out, Father, that you reveal the true word to your people and those who are doing against your word, that you reveal them as well, Father. We are about your business. We are about kingdom building, soul saving in the name of Jesus. But ultimately, we're about you getting the glory, Father. You getting the glory, Father. It's not what I'm doing. It's not what I'm speaking. It's what you're speaking through me to your people that they need in this time. I'm asking that you touch those in high places, touch the wars in the different lands, touch the prices of food and other commodities that we need, Father. Just touch everyone heart and mind. Touch the hate in the land. Touch the suicidal thoughts, the depression, Father. Touch those that are being wrongly diagnosed, those that are being wrongly convicted, those who are just being wrongly smeared in public or wherever, Father. We just asking right now that we show more love to one another, Father, that we be about your business, God. If we're not willing to help one another, let us leave one another alone, Father, but not bring one another down. We thank you for another episode. We ask that this continue to be encouragement to your people, that people hear this, Father, and they want to get closer to you, want a deeper walk with you, want to read your word more, want to pray to you more, Father. I am but a willing willing vessel, allowing to be utilized by you, God. I thank you for utilizing me to bring forth this word to your people. I hope that it's encouraging me, encouraging them, encouraging everyone, Father. We just thank you. We praise you. But most of all, God, we love you. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Remember, God loves you. So do I. Be blessed. Welcome to the my minister hour Where you can get some prayer change Nice and fill of power All you gotta do is take one out Treat the words just like some food Then it get devoured It's gonna help you stay focused Grind hard even when they don't notice This the holy water Who gon' help me pose Gotta make a plan and put it in motion They do the most when you chose This for the ones who I spoke Lift you up when you broken Welcome to the my minister hour Where well, you can get some prayer change Nice and fill of power All you gotta do is take one hour Treat the words just like some food Then it get devoured Lucky Land Casino Asking people what's the weirdest place You've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess Aha, in my dentist's office More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.